Hello and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am Noah, and I am here with my co-host, Kayler. Kayla. According to the phonetics of this, the name in this movie would be Kyla. Yeah. 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 That's what the name would be. But no, that's not that's not how your name works. Um, uh, what are we talking about today? What is the what's the topic of this? We are talking about Disney's newest original animated film, Raya and the Last Dragon. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> there's a lot it's of. It's not that bad. Where, well, where was the? What was the last Disney? Was it Frozen Two? The really the last like Disney one? Yeah, like non Pixar. Um, yeah. Because Mulan is it live action? Was live action? Yeah, Frozen Two. It's not like they release a ton of movies anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just weird. Like, cause Frozen Two was 2019, so this is. Um, wow, was it that long ago? Yeah, when November 2019 was wow. Frozen 2. Crazy. Wild. So, yeah, now they're back with Raya and the Last Dragon. Did you know about this before, like, in the last couple months? Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't even remember when I first heard about it. I knew some things about it. I remember seeing, like, the first look pictures, and then when they released the trailer, I watched the trailer. Well, that's more than I did. I honestly did not know this movie existed until, like, a month ago. Um, But that's not really my thing. I mean, I think I maybe heard of it, but I don't really keep my eye on those things. It's not really my my niche. But it did start development in 2018, I found out, as Dragon Empire. Oh. um, Which is a name. Sounds uh, kind of like How to Train Your Dragon. I don't know. I mean, like that gives the, more the, How to Train Your Dragon vibes. The premise kind of starts out like How to Train. If you just read the synopsis, it kind of sounds like How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, like they used to be friends with the dragon. Yeah, something happened. The dragons are gone. And now the humans have to figure it out. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Um, then it was announced in August 2019. At the Disney like expo thing, I think. Mm-hmm. What was interesting is that Cassie Steele was gonna play Raya at first, and they didn't announce the change in cast until August of 2020. Wow! So, so not even too long before promotional stuff started coming out. Exactly. I mean, I assume obviously the change was made way before then. But- Low key, I didn't know that she was even in this because like I just kind of watched some stuff about it, I guess, until. Yeah. I guess there were some interviews and stuff with her a couple weeks leading up to it. And I was like, oh, cool. Good for her. Yeah, same. I mean, I didn't know anything about it before. That made me kind of more excited for it when I found out a couple of the cast members. um, And that one of the directors was the the director of Blind Spotting, which is an an interesting choice for them. But, you know, we like it. And then the Um, director of Big Hero 6. Yeah, so it was originally going to be Paul Briggs, um, but then August 2020 they had changed. They announced they were changing directors. So, so August they just 2020 was just everything, a big, I guess. was a big, a big time for this movie. Are you a fan of Big Hero Six? I don't know that we've ever talked about mm, it. Not really. I think um, I've seen it. What's really funny is I used to work at a daycare, 
and I still work at a daycare, but like a different daycare. A different, a different daycare. And w- I would come in very early for the morning shift. Um, and usually there were a couple kids that had already watched the movie, and I I watched the end of Big Hero Six oh, probably four or five times before I ever saw the beginning of it. And what did you think once you finally finally got those? those precious hours i mean i'd already the seen beginning. the end so it kind of <laughs> spoiled it uh, yeah. but i thought it was fine i mean it's not my favorite but i think yeah, it's, it's not an bad right movie i just think i just i just don't think a lot of the emotional moments work for me but you know it's also big hero six so whatever can, yeah right 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 really anyway is. background research i found out the filmmakers and production team traveled to a lot of different southeastern asian countries which is cool to do research i mean a lot of people do re- do this for research but it's it's cool they tried to it's obvious from a, even the animation style yeah they tried, they tried, to, tried like, to make it authentic pull from all those uh those inspiration you know and art um, styles um specifically i think too yeah yeah we'll get into that but there are like some moments throughout that weave in different art styles Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I would have rather they brew more of that. Yeah. But there's a couple. Yeah. There's, they give you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So it was written by both a Vietnamese and Malaysian writer, uh, which is good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just wrote that it kind of somewhat offsets the fact that like the directors themselves aren't asian which i did i i kind of assumed they would be before when i was watching this and then i looked i was like oh yeah okay yeah and never mind i mean i'm impressed that disney even had the writers the writers uh yeah it's it's halfway there living on a prayer small steps disney's always halfway there always it's like (laughs) so close i feel like they're so close but so far all the time so originally going to be released theatrically november 25th Mm. last year thanks obviously that got pushed Uh, i mean and that makes sense because they always have either a pixar or disney animated movie released during thanksgiving Frozen, um, the first Frozen movie released over Thanksgiving, I think, because mm-hmm, my family mm-hmm. and I went and saw it in the theaters. Yeah, yeah, I know that because yeah, that's like a tradition that our family has is that on Thanksgiving we'll go like, um, well, the day after Thanksgiving we'll all go like a bunch of us to the theater and watch like whatever movie they release that day. But obviously last year that didn't happen because nothing came out. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but now this movie was pushed to March. Uh, actually, it was like a week before the fifth of March, and then they moved it up ahead. This movie just had a ton of, of changes, um, and it's the second movie though to be released on Disney Plus with premiere access. So this and Mulan were the two, which is interesting because I feel like out of the three big movies they've done on Disney Plus, which have been Mulan, Soul, and this, Soul is the only one I can see a lot of people paying thirty dollars for. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they decided that one to be the one that was free. Yeah, it's just really I don't understand the marketing. I don't really understand Premiere Access. Maybe because to both this and Mulan, I think Mulan too, but definitely this released in theaters along with it on Disney Plus. So it's not just Premiere Access. You can also see this in a theater if it's by you. And it didn't do that bad. It grossed uh, like around 8.5 million in the first week in America 
Um, and as of March 12th, it's earned $27 million worldwide. Wow. So not not bad, especially considering, like, obviously not all the theaters are open right now. Yeah, especially um, in America. I'm assuming most of yeah, the money is coming from, like, China or other territories just because they have more stuff open than we do. Yeah. Um, Rip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Critical response so far. It's been good. This was not surprising to me. Um, but I feel like I've seen more like critical praise of this than other movies like that Disney, like then Frozen 2 yeah, or even stuff like Moana, which like did get good press. But this has gotten like maybe because there's not much coming out right now. So it's like finally something to talk about. Yay. Um, but it has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is um Wow. That high. is very high. <laughs> it's, a, it's a high. It's a, it's quite, it's quite high. Yeah, quite high. Yeah, I don't really, and I don't really read the reviews that much. Like, I read a couple of things. I think I read they like animation, obviously, which I mean, at this point, is a given. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> some of like, I don't know. Like, what's not? I won't talk about my thoughts too much now. Um, but it has been criticized for the lack of Southeast Asian representation in the cast, because most of the cast comes from East Asia. And only five are from Southeast Asian descent. And obviously, like, a lot of the film is, like, the the um, location is heavily based on Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's been kind of criticized for that. But Kelly Marie Tran is uh, Southeast Asian. So at least, like, the main character mm-hmm. of the film is. But that has been something it's been criticized for. Do you have any thoughts about the production, about um the 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 cast about the critical response none (laughs) yeah not uh, we when we get into things i have some thoughts about okay nice but nice so how this will work if none of you have listened to our like either pixar or disney kind of reviews um all of our like contemporary reviews we usually do a non-spoiler section in the beginning and then after the ad break we'll be back with some spoiler sections um so there isn't like a lot to spoil in this movie i mean there is but it's also just like an animated movie so i don't know how much people would care but we will try our best in this section not to like give talk about too much of like the big plot elements uh do you want to read the summary we have here about about raya and the last dragon Long ago in the fan- wait, I should do my- Long ago in the fantasy world of Kumandra, humans and dragons live together in harmony. Isn't that like the same opening line of How to Train Your Dragon? Harmony. It definitely is. It definitely is. However, when sinister monsters known as the Droon threaten the land, the dragons sacrifice themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, those same monsters have returned, and it's up to a lone warrior to track down the last dragon and stop the Droon for good. That lone warrior being Raya. the titular Raya. Yes. Yeah. A lone warrior. So so mysterious. So, my very first thought that I just have to say while it's in my brain, have you seen the twitches movie on disney like the original disney channel decom so it's like a halloween movie and it's called Mm -hmm. twitches um and i know of it there's (laughs) a darkness basically that is consuming the land and the 
the the twin witches um need to help save the land and their mm-hmm. mother and everything it looks just like this like the like the it's, way they animate the darkness y- yeah like it's purple and black mm. and a little fishy there i mean it's disney so actually it may be they... more red but like it reminded me of that like the yeah. whole clouds coming in and taking over Mm-hmm. It's i feel like tropey. so many kids movies have done that yeah it's very tropey it's like a little a little overdone now like because I the mean, darkness is coming, and it kind of is like in this movie. Ugh, there's not really a antagonist. I mean, the antagonist is just the darkness you get. You know, well, and I, I would mean, say that what's her face is kind of an antagonist. She is, but it's like she's. Ha- I don't know. It's just weird. Like I feel like I would have. I don't know. I don't need like someone to be behind the darkness, but just weird that like it just shows up. And there's no explanation for why it's there. It's just it's a like a mythical this story, is, though. This is the dark, the dark stuff. This is the fog. No, um, yeah, I get what you mean. So, this movie. What did you? Th- what What did you think? What when you when when it was over or during it? You know, what um, were your your main thoughts? I thought it was fine. I I don't know. I feel like I was expecting a little more. It wasn't like I was super looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. I I was excited to see new original content from Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we need more of that. I think it was good that we were getting kind of what seemed like a more different and unique approach. Uh, we are getting a leading female hero, which I think is a big deal. Also, a person of color as that leading female hero, another big deal. So I had there were aspects of it that I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know much about the plot going in, apart from there being a dragon and a right, last dragon, a last the last dragon. There was the last, the dragon. very last one. And yeah, I would I would say I I don't know that I was disappointed just because I didn't have a lot of expectations. Um, but I I didn't I was not impressed, I guess. Like I didn't walk away from it being like, "Oh my god, that was so good." Like already mm-hmm. putting it on, you know, lists or whatnot, but Yeah. Yeah, what about Yeah, you? I I would agree. Um, I don't think like it's necessarily bad. I just think it's very mediocre. Yeah, that's um, that's exactly that's a good way to describe it. Mediocre is a good word. And just forgettable. Like, I feel like in a couple months, I just won't even remember this movie exists. Like, it's not. It didn't give me anything different that I haven't got from movies like this before. Yeah, um, and it's not something that I would ever revisit either. No. Which is disappointing. No. Yeah, especially for people that paid $30 for Premiere Access and then that's like, oh, I guess I have to rewatch this to get my money's worth. Yeah, no. right. Yeah. Like, it's definitely one of those wait a month to see movies. Like, Yeah, definitely if you're listening to this and you're like, should I pay $30 to see this? Just wait until... It comes on Disney Plus because Mulan eventually came for free, so it's like one of those things. Just wait until yeah. they put it on there. Yeah, I had a similar feeling. Yeah, and I really didn't know what the story was going to be either. Like, I think 
the only time I, I never saw trailers for this. And the only time I read anything about the plot was like on the Disney Plus page when I opened the movie and it was just there. And I was like, right. okay, let me read to see what this is about. Um, well, the story was definitely the worst part. Um, oh, man. Um, well, we'll get, we don't want to do too we'll many get spoilers. Into it, but but yeah, I think that's... we could talk a little bit about the beginning. Like the first thirty minutes, like yeah, how it's set up with the time jump. Yeah, maybe some of the like animation and production value and stuff. Right. Yeah, because the beginning is interesting, uh, right off the bat, because it's kind of. I didn't. There's a. If for those of you who don't know, there's. I mean, this isn't really a spoiler, but there is like a six-year time jump, like twenty minutes in. Mm-hmm. But you're. I don't think you really go into it expecting that. Like. Right. I, right. I, right. Unless you had seen trailers, because obviously she's going to be older in the movie. But I didn't know that. I was like, I guess maybe she's just a kid. I have no idea. But the beginning is interesting because they're doing all this world building. Um, similar to how, like, they did in Moana, where it's like there's a map. And then yeah. they kind of go through the map a little bit. Yeah. Um, but one thing I did like is how they have to explain each of the five different um, areas. And each of the five areas had, like, their own, like little animation style which i loved was it kind of, I, I was hoping about that too it was so good and i was hoping they were going to do that like because i figured they were going to go to all five of these worlds in the movie and i was hoping like oh wait are they going to change animation styles everywhere oh, they go man, but that'd be so cool yeah i wrote I that i love the animation using the cut scene when she was explaining the different lands um i thought that was very clever Mm-hmm. I thought that was also an animation style that Disney does not really use. And it was cool right. to see them use something different. And I was like, dang, they should have made the whole movie in this. Cause it just, that's exactly has, what I was thinking. Um, it reminded it me felt, of Spider-Verse, some of it. Yeah. And it almost also felt more like the vibe of the movie. Like yes, that specific like animation book-y. style felt like the vibe of the movie, but instead they kind of did the cutesy like bubble eyes and whatever. I don't really yeah. know what to call it, but like the Pixar the style, worst basically. style of all time. I one thing I didn't like about that scene in the intro um, that I feel like isn't a spoiler is mm. I felt like they set it up to have to like over explain everything. Like it didn't feel very natural. Like when they explained the five lands, it was because. He was, the dad um, was basically inviting, because he is the, the lead, leader of, of, the main of Heart, one. which is Heart. the land that they live in. And he was basically inviting the other lands, and she, like, was like, oh, we're gonna, like, fight him, because she's this cute, feisty, you know, girl who's into that kind of thing, I guess. And he was like, okay, well, tell me about each of the lands. And I was oh, like... Oh, my gosh, uh, yes. Like, the very, like telling lead-ins to things i just thought were over explained i guess or like it just didn't feel natural and authentic it felt like very a draft of a script where they had to figure out you know something else but they just left it in there and i was like why um because it sort of pulled me out of it the whole before the time jump feels just so exposition-y like even the fact like the darkness is coming and they're like oh wow the darkness doesn't like water and like okay well obviously that's gonna be coming up soon <laughs> um i don't it just felt very much like building setting up the characters i mean yeah. and obviously that's what it is but it was very in your face yeah um, like every piece of dialogue was there to like give you like okay this is something that that you're gonna need later so don't forget about this thing um yeah, and there's just so much 
in this like i would i'm wondering like if kids even would be able to pick up like on everything in that first five minutes where they explain like the lore yeah of like I mean, the heart stone it, it happened so just, fast it was hard for me to even follow it yeah there's just a lot and it's it's i think it's cool that they decided to kind of like to set up that all up but in my review and this is kind of like what maybe will come back up but to me this just felt like a D game where yeah it's like in the first five minutes, like you have the game master setting up like yeah. the lore of the world. Yep. And then there's like all these lands and you're like, and you're just kind of like, okay, fine. But that's what it felt like. It's kind of well, like. Well, and also it's like a fetch quest, the first um, half the half the movie as well. Yeah. So yeah, it really leads sure. into that same And I concept. mean, we meet all these wacky characters along the way and they join the team, you know, and so yeah. it's 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 basically just that. And that's not a bad thing, but it does feel very much like not natural, you know? Like yeah. the world didn't feel like... Even in Big Hero 6, which we talked about a little bit, that world felt a lot more natural because it's not like... They didn't have to explain why this town... Like what this town is, you know, or the yeah. city. It's just kind of like what it is and mm-hmm. you just kind of get the vibes from the different scenes they don't have to be like and then the robots were came up and did this and that's why they're in the street corner fighting robots like the just sometimes just too much lore animation wise it's good animation i at this point i'm not really i don't really care because it's like we've seen it in this style it's been so good for like a couple a few years now where it's kind of not impressive anymore like it is it's like wow this looks really cool but i'm much more impressed with different stylistic techniques yeah like unique more unique one thing that i wrote down um that surprised me is there was like added grain i don't know if that was something Mm. you noticed um So we have like a projector is our main mm-hmm. TV. So it's obviously a much bigger screen uh, to kind of take in some of those aspects. And there was like grain. Like it looked like they film grain. grain. And I thought it looked good. Um, yeah. It wasn't as noticeable in certain scenes. But when she, um, it when it cuts to that first six years later mm-hmm. and she's like, going through the yeah um, that's a cool scene i noticed a lot of that and that and i thought that was cool and creative and i wrote down like with a bunch of question marks like grain and animation like because animation yeah. is so crisp usually and very clean and mm-hmm. so i liked that you know they kind of stretched it a little bit to get a little more creative but i also yeah. was like I agree. I a think normal person is not going to notice this, so it's a little, a little much. But that st- that desert stuff was actually, I do think, was cool. I think as the movie went, it got a little more and more plain because they kind of go through all five of these worlds or mm-hmm. lands in order. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually thought, I mean, what you usually would think is that the lands are going to get more and more complex, but for me, they kind of got less and less interesting mm-hmm. as they went. Like in the final, the the penultimate one, there's like one person living there, and I mean I know it makes sense for the story, but it felt like so, it fe- it felt so, la inconsequential to the other lands because everything else was so that came before was so populated and interesting to look at, like the land on the water, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, pr- I forget the names of all these lands. But then, I don't know. I thought that the earlier lands were just inter- more interesting. And as it went, and you realize, okay, so they're just going to be going through trying to get a piece of the, one of these stone pieces from each of these lands. It kind of gets a little monotonous until you kind of, the last 20-ish minutes, I guess, are a little different. Yeah, it goes from like, well, never mind. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. But there are some cool characters that we have in each of the lands, which some of them, I think, pull on tropes like the like the big, lovable, tough guy. Yeah. And... A da- oh, as soon as they... Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I like the kid, though. There's a kid, I, and he's nice. Yeah, he was probably my favorite character. Yeah. The little boy just trying to cook and live on his boat. I yeah. thought that he was very interesting um, he because was. he kind of was just like needed company and he just lived on this boat and obviously people were not coming to his boat for his food, his little restaurant. Aww. And then they were like, do you live on the boat? And he's like, duh, because of like the water and it just mm-hmm. like all sinks in and you're like, oh, that poor child. He's, yeah, he was great. What did you think about... Um, well, here's what I we haven't really talked about Raya, so maybe we can just talk a little bit about her character. Okay. What do you think about her, the main character of this quest? Um, I didn't like her. Uh, oh. <laughs> I felt like she just was so. They wrote her very basic, like grows mm. up learning how to fight and protect and. Um, cherish old lore and Mm. myths and her town or whatever. And then, you know, throwing in the parent trope and she has to go on a quest to save her family. And I feel like had a lot of the same character traits that a lot of those characters usually tend to have that are like not trusting other people and they want to do it on their own and Mm -hmm. uh, they have to learn a lesson. And I don't know. I just like, I wish they would have made her more interesting because I think some aspects of her character were really interesting. Like the way she fights um, kind of other motivations of her character. I just think she could have been a lot more dynamic and she felt very one note in the way that, a lot of these kind of hero movies write their characters. I agree. Um, and what's weird is that the reason I believe they cited that they replaced the actress that was playing her with Kelly Marie Tran was that they kind of rewrote her character to be like more like Peter Quill from Guardians Ooh, of the Galaxy. No. Why? Which did yeah, not. That's kind of actually true. As soon as you said that, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yikes. It, she just um, didn't seem like her own character. It felt like kind of an amalgamation of other kind of hero types that we've already seen. And for that reason, I really didn't like have any emotional connection to her. Like, I think the most emotional connection I had was to that the boy, the kid yeah. in the boat. I mean, just like I said, like that his storyline was so simple and his yeah. was the only one that I was like, Oh my god! I like, feel like he would have been a great main character for this movie. A great lead. I we stand. We would, let's let's get him on this. Him and then you could still have kept like the little animal companion, Roly Poly guy. Yeah, I thought he was. I did like him better when he was little. Yeah, I was a little disappointed he was when cuter. he he got he grew up. I was like, oh man. Uh, anyway, 
Um, what about? So we talked about Raya. What about the last dragon? Um, what about her? Aquafina played her. By the way, we haven't even mentioned that, but that was kind of like it's it was kind of set up as like these the buddy comedy kind of thing, you know, um, where you got two people. Yeah, my note <laughs> was LOL, not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's. I don't like it at all. I, I don't like it at all. think I love Aquafina. Mm-hmm. I think she was a terrible choice for this role. Yeah, it didn't I think fit. her voice is way too distinct for something like this, and it really took me out of the character. I thought a lot of the ad libbing that she apparently did just didn't work at all. It didn't mm-hmm. fit the vibe. I thought the humor of that character, the way it was written, was very old and not relevant and not funny. Yeah. And her character was just, like, really annoying. She was so annoying. And the humor was the worst kind of Disney humor because she makes this joke when you first meet her about, like, you know, it's I don't – this isn't word for word, but it's basically, like, the classic joke. Like, you know when you're on a group project and everyone does their little things, but you go, you're the one that turns in the assignment, which is one of those jokes where, okay, so does that mean these dragons have group projects and they have school? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense in the world. It, I mean – it's it just takes you out of it where they have those jokes that are obviously like trying to speak to the audience yeah yeah like relatable but it's and funnier when we get if you into make spoilers jokes i have some other comments about her character about her. yeah 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 um yeah i didn't just really like the design funny. of the dragon and oh yeah. good can we talk about that now Okay, yeah, sure. so I wrote a note um, in my notes that I was like, the dragons are really different, and mm. I was kind of trying to mentally figure out why they would make the dragons look like this. Um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, obviously, in Asian Asian pictures and stuff, the dragon, yeah, like Asian the art, art the yeah. dragons are usually designed as like longer and skinnier, mm-hmm. something you might see in like Spirited Away, and yeah. I think they probably had to choose a design that was different from like How to Train Your Dragon, and also choose a design that was different from stuff that Studio Ghibli uses, mm. and that was kind of my line of thinking, and then my mom, because we, we watched it as a family. My mom said something that was really interesting, and I was like, yep, that's why. Um, but she was like, they made them like that and fuzzy and furry and long and fluffy because they want to sell stuffed animals of them. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like. Long ones, yeah. Yep, that is so true because you know that they're going to crop up because this is some an easy marketable merch option for mm. when people go to the parks and are like, oh, Raya and the Last Dragon, they can see the dragons and maybe like something of Tuk Tuk. Uh, but I thought that was really interesting because yeah. I think marketing like that does inform a lot of Disney's decisions. That's something that we've seen with cars, I would say, mm. is one of the bigger examples. It's very easy to sell toy cars. Gotta Stuff like it. that that dictates, uh, you know, what they can sell off right. the movie. Well, I mean, you've got the dragon and then the little roly-poly guy will be the two the two main, like, stuffed animals they'll sell you know yeah it's kind of interesting you can look that's so true you can look at all these movies and look at like okay so that's something they're gonna sell like the 
the sword she has that kind of has like that comes apart a little bit. Yeah, that they'll sell that for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll even sell like the recipe that the kid used for like the soup he made. <laughs> so many options. Yeah. So um, I what did, like what did you think of the design of the dragons and stuff? I mean, they were definitely different. Um, and I thought one thing I did kind of think was cool is like the way that they didn't have wings. I don't know if I loved the way they made them quote unquote fly, like with the steps in the air. Yeah. But it was interesting like that they didn't have wings. So it like kind of makes it distinct. I don't know. I mean, maybe they, I think they tried to make the dragon act too human in it's when it was walking, doing like when it's doing things. And then they kind of like halfway through the movie were like, actually, we're just going to make, the dragon a human now because yeah you don't really want to animate really we don't want to animate the dragon anymore that's kind of like. what it felt like to me too like they were just trying to i don't know in certain scenes try to make it easier for them to not have animate. to put a dragon in a big village with a lot of people um yeah. stuff like that yeah like kind of just solving a problem by going backwards also felt like, like okay. i mean i don't know that this is a spoiler i guess we're kind of in spoiler territory at this point. Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap this up soon to, to go to spoilers. But um, yeah. but here's maybe a spoiler comment: is the dragon didn't really do anything cool. Um, like when they mm. were kind of like fighting off the bad guys, uh, or the dragon was, it was basically just made a cloud of smoke. Um, both times it was just like pew, smoke, and then they like flew off. Um, or whatnot, ran off, and then, like, the dragon could swim fast, and... Mm. Multiple times they mentioned that one. Yes, they wanted to make sure we knew. And, yeah, that's just not interesting to me. I kind of would expect a dragon to do a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And even when, like, they showed the flat... Oh, sorry, that's a spoiler. We'll we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into a couple reasons why (sighs) she doesn't do anything, too. Which is kind of annoying. Um, but before we do that, kind of final thoughts. I don't, I mean, I've, a lot of stuff I said is negative. I don't think this is necessarily a bad movie. Um, I think it's perfectly passable to, I mean, I think kids will enjoy it. I just don't think it's like, I go into these kind of like Disney animated movies because they're, now they're so few and far between. Like expecting something a little, at least one thing that's kind of unique to the movie. Um, like it to offer at least one kind of interesting thing that I haven't seen before. Um, and I really didn't get any of that in this. It felt like just a bunch of stuff that I've seen before kind of mixed together and like, here you go. It's, I don't think it's awful. Um, but just definitely not my favorite. Would you echo that? Anything you want to add? Before uh, we no, I don't have anything to add. I pretty much feel the same way. All right, well, let's do an ad break now, and then when we come back, we'll talk about some spoilers for this um, Disney Kids movie. All right, let's jump into some spoilers here. Um, Since we were just talking about the dragon, why don't we just finish talking about the dragon? Yeah, sure. Um, They kill her for a while. (laughs) And then that sucks because 
she's not in the climactic battle, which is when you'd expect the dragon to do all the cool things in the climax. But instead, they're like the family come together Beatles kind of kind of stuff. It's like come together, we'll put the pieces together, yeah. and it's over. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little sad. Yep, yep, got a lot of. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Um, I also thought it was interesting that like she was basically the one that told Raya, like, oh, mm-hmm. we gotta like trust, we gotta trust. And that just felt really annoying because the dragon had been really annoying the whole time and mm. kept saying all these stupid things like plans and thoughts. But like the dragon felt, I'm going to be honest, kind of dumb, um, mm. like just the way it talked and communicated and interacted. And I just thought when it finally came down to that moment where she, like, told Raya they needed to trust uh, Namari, mm-hmm. it was all of a sudden, like, she was this wise dragon, I guess. And so yeah, it just felt very... Yeah, but she hasn't been saying anything new. Yeah, it felt Not very off-base and out of character, and I didn't like it. Yeah, it just it was a little... And I mean... And the whole thing was about the last... Okay, here's my other problem. Sorry, I cut you off. No, you're fine. The whole thing is about this last dragon where she's trying to find the dragon to, like, save them. Yeah. What did the dragon do? Nothing. The dragon did not save anything. She didn't need to find the dragon at all. She could have made this journey all on her own to get the pieces and put them together because, like, it was the people that ended up saving it in the end. Like, the dragon served absolutely no purpose except to what show up to namari and then namari yeah. was like killed it uh i just don't i, I don't guess get it. they would say if you told the writers this they would say that the dragon taught raya the lesson of trust and if she hadn't been there she wouldn't have trusted namari i feel to... like she could have learned that from her dad yeah she could have learned it in multiple ways without the annoying dragon like with a flashback this, or something maybe this whole story really didn't need a dragon this didn't. They didn't have to have dragons in the land. They could no, have done anything else. No, it could have just been the stone with magic. Yeah, I think that. That I think we should just it's just 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 Raya, just Raya. That's the movie. Yeah. No Raya last dragon. Raya and the heart stone or whatever. Raya and the and the and the guy in the in the boy with the soup. Raya um, and the gang. Uh, yeah. Raya and gang. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's just like and then. The end was also very Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're kind of standing in like swirling stuff and they hold and hands. They're all gonna die and they and come like, together. And then she almost leaves again. Namari th- almost three times. She yeah, she's she about was to like leave. Such a terrible character. She was so annoying every time. And it was so funny because, okay, the first time when they were kids and they went into like the thing where she kind of first betrays her my sister was like oh she's probably gonna betray her i'm like no she's not and then she did and then we they were on the cliff and then she was like oh she's probably gonna shoot the dragon i'm like she's not gonna shoot the dragon and then she shoots the dragon and then they're in the cloud and she was like oh she's probably gonna leave with the stones like she's not gonna leave with the stones and then she almost did it was it was just crazy so frustrating i did write as well i like that you brought up the guardians of the galaxy thing because i did write in my notes um 
I originally had written, I don't like fetch quest movies because I thought the mm. whole thing would be like that because that was kind of how they set it up. And mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, wait, that was only the first part, I guess, and now it feels like a Marvel battle. Like, it yes. felt very Marvel to me. Um, not even just Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. but the kind of change of pace. Um, mm-hmm. You look at something like Endgame or Infinite, I don't know, I get the two mixed up. Endgame, yeah, yeah where they're trying to go back in time to get all the stones. Mm-hmm. And... They kind of, like, do this, and the whole first half of the movie is getting these gems that felt very similar to getting the stones in uh, Endgame, and then it ends with this, like, big battle where people sacrifice themselves. I don't know. It just felt very... Yeah. Endgame-y. Yeah. It's all... Yeah. Very Disney. It kind of switches tone halfway through, and there was a couple times where I thought it was going to be, like, a heist scene going into the town, and every time... It wasn't. Yeah. It was kind of sad. Like they, they, there. Especially there was the one time where they planned this whole heist, and then the dragon was like, "Actually, let's just be friend. Let's try to just ask her nicely. Like, I think the heist would have been a much better." Okay, that whole scene. trope too of the dragon, like, let's give him a gift every single time. She's like, "Let's give him a gift. We should take a gift. Let's be nice." kindness give him a gift i was like oh my god shut up like no and one it wants failed multiple times it it didn't work we because she got betrayed by the old lady there's another time i think and then she got shot too so. yeah well she took the gift to the door of the one with the big guy um oh, like oh yeah big muscly dude and he like captured them and put them in a right. bag so if anything the dragon actually hindered the quest yeah um not helped yeah I was also surprised that they found the dragon so fast. I kind of assumed the whole movie would be about finding the dragon. Yeah. And, and apparently, the dragon... like, she had been hunting for this dragon for six years. So we kind of got to the very last stop mm-hmm. of her hunt. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, so quick. Like, she just kind of went in there and then was like, dragon, come. And then, like, all the water rose up <laughs> right. and the dragon just, like, showed up. It was really it, weird. Like, and no one's felt, done that? No one's decided to do that for five years? It all felt way too easy. Like, all of those things. Like, when they went into the first um, gemstone thing. And mm-hmm. they kind of just go through, and there's like a couple booby traps, and that's yeah. it. And then they, they got the pull stone, Indiana Jones, I think, yeah. twice actually. And then they just like run out, and then they're like, "All right, let's go get the next one." And then they yeah, just like, right. walk in and get it and walk out. Like they made it seem like it was this really complicated, difficult uh, task. And I was like, "Geez, you should have just gone and got all the gemstones in the first place." Like this was very yeah. easy to steal these from these apparent like lands that have been protecting them for six years well yeah even with the um the water village with the old lady kind of thing where they're she's trapped and then riot just kind of comes in and takes her away and then they sit on the boat for like 30 seconds just chatting and like yeah yeah to, like, no i thought the same thing i thought they would like get to the boat and be away? like go 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 but then they're just like sitting there like we got it. And then even the uh, the one where the uh, muscly guy, I don't even remember the name of that um, yeah. one. Uh, they, like, didn't even say that they had the gem. Like, they got back on the boat with the muscly guys. Like, I'll come with you guys. And then he's like, oh, I guess you'll be needing this. And, like, pulls the right, gem out yeah. of the satchel. And I'm like, were you there for the gem? Like, why was that not your top priority to, like, get this gem that you came for? Like, I, it just all felt very... 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff where it's like it just didn't really work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the Raya and the Mari kind of thing? Yeah, the discourse? queer baiting? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's queer baiting. See, here's the thing. I knew that they would not be together because we definitely would have heard about that. We would have seen, I don't know, some yeah. one million moms protest. Um, But I, when they first were kids, and I mean, not to like stereotype, but they did make her hair a certain way and called her undercut because it's like that captain undercut um (laughs) it's you know and even as kids i was like oh like you know little girlfriends and then (laughs) they she like betrayed her and i was like oh enemies to lovers girlfriends and then like they had all this sexual tension the whole time Mm -hmm. and then in the end it's like Oh, friends forever. God, we're friends, friends now. And it was like, they're friends. it's really not that hard to do a simple relationship thing. I mean, it mm-hmm. hap- has happened in every other movie, like with Anna and Kristoff and mm. stuff like that, where you could just do a little nod to it in the end, you know? Like, it doesn't even have to be a big deal. I mean, not even a kiss. I mean, like, that would be great. uh, (laughs) But, like, just something even... I mean, I can't even think of an example. But something, like, similar um, that kind of makes it more canon instead of just this, like, massive, massive subtext. hold hands and walk into the sunset. Yeah. Like, I mean, why not? It's a Disney movie. Like, I think it would work. It would be fine. Yeah, it just felt very <sighs> Disney in their approach to representation, um, where they're like, oh, we'll kind of like give them this, but not really. And I think that Disney needs to step out into this territory and just make leading queer characters. And they really set it up here and had the perfect they had opportunity. A perfect- I mean, literally, like, it was all right there. I mean, and... they've had it in Frozen. They had it in yeah, Frozen 2. Like, they've had it multiple times. I feel times. like this was, like, very, very, very in the forefront, on the brink. Like, there's mm. no way they're not girlfriends. Even, like, the first draft maybe was, and then they sent it to Disney, and they were like, ah, close. It's just, just very disappointing. This. Like, it's 2021. If, and if you're not going to do it, like, don't put these other lines in to, like, tease it. Right. Because we're kind of... The subtext thing is kind of just over now, you know? Like, we don't want that. Yeah. We can find that in multiple other things or have that in multiple... This is just, like... Yeah, it's kind of just annoying. Um, I think it and just it, leaves a bad taste. It would have made... I think it, it would have made the movie much better. Because you would have had that... The whole romantic... and. Uh, tension element thrown in whereas I would make it more that, interesting for sure without that it was just like okay so she met this girl what once and like, she's been like obsessed with this dragon that she told her about and she's kept this like amulet from her and she's like yeah. re-gifting it to her because she knew how much it meant to her like there's just so many things. It doesn't make sense. So many things. Um, yeah. And, and like, I, I like how her, and she's so jaded for her whole life because she's like, 
I was betrayed one time, and I was like, "All right, you were okay one time." When you're you fine. were kids, literally, she, the girl was just listening to what her mom told her to do. She was like, "I was betrayed by a friend once, and now I'm very." They also cynical. had literally just met, <laughs> like. Yeah, it was. The first time she betrayed her, like, they had literally just met, like, two hours before. You're right. Hey, they both, they both didn't like math or something, you know. But they both have been obsessed with each other for these six years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're both obsessed. They're obsessed. We can all just say it. It's there, you know. It's not even really subtext. Like, it's in the text. And. What's. It's so weird because. And I guess the main point was like people are gonna be evils there and people are gonna be jealous or whatever i don't know but there was no reason why this even had to this whole movie even had to happen because there was nothing wrong with anyone's land before the gems got broken before the one gem got broken so yeah why couldn't they have couldn't they just do like a timeshare like the gem kind of passes around each month you know, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things ours, that could it's work. Ours out. for a month, and then ours for this month. I also don't really understand how like the dragons came back and how it worked when the humans like and because, the dragons came back. Well, yeah. How come the, the dragons didn't come back the first time? Well, yeah, and like maybe if the humans did it, maybe the humans don't come back, but the dragons do come back. Like, oh. I just have a lot of Sequel. questions about the way the universe functions, the way the conflict functions, the magic functions within the universe. A lot of questions, a lot of questions. Um, I did like the fight scenes. I thought the very few fight scenes they had were well choreographed, and we yeah. could use more animated fight sequences. Like that. Because, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't do as much of that because, like, they had a like they had her. Uh, they both of them had two good fight scenes, but they were both very short. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, actually, now it's gonna be about. About the love, which, you know, you can have also. You can have the fight scenes. Um, Before we kind of wrap up, do you think that after both Mulan and then this, that Disney is going... Like, that Premiere Access, the Premiere Access model is, like, a viable option for Disney for releasing movies. Do you think that, like... Yeah, I think they're going to keep doing it. Um, At least as far as the pandemic is still happening in America. Mm -hmm. um which will probably be a bit um i definitely think they need more popular movies like this to release to disney plus uh Mm -hmm. besides kind of no-name movies hopefully with all this new content coming out that they announced at the previous uh disney expo we'll get a lot more of that i watch them because someone that shares my disney plus account with me gets them I right. would not watch them or pay for them or, you know, I would wait the 30 days otherwise. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that it feels kind of like Mulan and this were like a test run because even this is not a proper, like a, a IP property. Uh-huh. Um, I think, and I know they've been really adamant about not doing this, but I think that if they did Black Widow on Premiere Access, it would work it. fine. I know. Because... They're making they're making a decent amount of money overseas, and I'm assuming this is. I mean, I would love if Disney released the figures for how much this is made with Premier Access. Please, can you just give us the numbers? But I think it'd be fine. I don't think Black Widow has nearly as much pull as they think she has, especially now after like it's been like almost a year. Yeah, I mean, if year. it had been 
like r- right after Endgame, sure. Yeah. I think that it would have really had a lot to say and a lot of people would have been more excited about it. But like we're into other heroes now. Like mm-hmm. we've got other people that we're focusing on and Black Widow is just on the back burner of that content. Right. Right. It's not like a Endgame kind of thing or even like a Spider-Man movie where ob- like people would come up multiple times to see it. I think I think it'd be fine. I mean, obviously it'd be a bigger a, a higher profile release, but you know, I think they need that to I think $30 convincing people to spend $30 is is hard. And I think that but I think like for certain things they would do it, which we've seen. I mean, if people people pay $30 to watch the live action Mulan, they'll pay $30 to watch anything. And I mean, like we talked about in our WandaVision episode, Marvel is one of those things that people do want to watch right away. And Mm. I think if they did that, a lot of people would be more likely to pay for it up front instead of waiting a month to watch it. Well, FOMO too. Like, you know, they've got to like, people are like, oh man, I got to watch this right now because everyone's talking about Black Widow. Like, no one's going to think about that with Raya and the Last Dragon because that's just not (laughs) the kind of movie. (laughs) Like, oh, I got to get it in on the Raya discourse. Yeah. Yeah. They could definitely make easily a, a, a good chunk of money. All right, so that's our review. We both give it three out of five, I think. Um, definitely I a light three. Definitely yeah. a light three. I almost you know? rated it two and a half, and then I was like, you know what? The kid with the soup, I give the ah, Full three. star for him. He's yeah, great. full star for him. I did semi like the baby and the monkeys. Um, I thought kind they were okay. I fine. think they could have been utilized a lot better than they were. Um, uh-huh. but I thought they were at least a little more interesting than the dragon and Raya. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just solid enough. Like so it was just solid enough them, to be a movie. I guess. And then yeah, you know. a star for the grain. I thought the <laughs> no, score got... was nice too. So that, that I honestly did not three. notice it at all. So there we go. I don't know about the good or bad stars. Where can they find us on on other places besides their favorite posca- podcasting platform? Pasta? Favorite pasta platform. Their favorite podcasting platform. Um, You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Search Secondhand Film Critics, and we'll pop right up. You can email us your thoughts on Raya and the Last Dragon or any other thoughts in general that you have about the podcast at secondhandfilmcritics at gmail.com. Uh, next episode. What's our next episode? Is uh, it another Disney property? It <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be Justice League. Uh, oh, in the DC Snyder property. Cut. A so double review. We've been we've been nailing on the Disney, and now we get to Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers. I was trying to remember who it even was. Gosh. So talking about the original Justice League, which you hate. My least favorite um, movie. Your yes, least of favorite all time. Movie. I haven't rewatched it, so maybe I'll change uh, my mind. You know, Doubtful. I'm going in. I, I don't think you I'm will. Going, but... I'm going in <laughs> with an open mind. Uh, and then the four hour <laughs> Snyder cut. I will not yeah. be on this episode, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You don't get to hear all my rants and, and opinions. Uh, but our good friend, Zach Smith Michaels from The Real Boys, who has been on the pod a couple times. Twice, He'll be yeah. uh, co-hosting with Noah. So wow, we'll both rip on it just enough 
like, yeah, we'll, we'll, it'll we'll do be it. Just, a really good time. Listen to the episode. I'm excited to hear it and not have to watch the four hour Snyder. Yeah, you're kind of this is you're kind of getting out of a good. Uh, I know. I, d- I haven't even ever seen League, Justice you know? League, so like I you're, am, I'm yeah. saving myself from six hours of torture. Sorry. Yeah. Take, six hours. I got six one, hours of, of great fun coming ahead of me one. in this week. Uh, yeah, so listen to that. It comes out next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, just like all of our episodes. And until next time, I am Noah. And I'm Kayla. And, and we're, we're your second-hand second film, film critics. critics.